तस्मै श्रीगुरवे Hello everyone and welcome to Silent Wisdom online satsang. Uh it is very nice to see that there are some questions from Padvekar and Madhuri and I am going to take them. Uh but let's first start with our topic today. And uh this was actually inspired uh, by the session we had with Graham uh that why only teach or speak let everybody share. so let's start with that and i would really like don't uh, write your answers here share unmute and speak aur aap log hindi mein bhi bol sakte hain aisa kuch nahi hai hindi english ka is group mein main zyada comfortable hoti hu english mein bolne mein lekin aap log bilkul hindi mein jawab de sakte hain aur yahan pe jo maine question pucha hua hai the question that i have asked over here what is common between different spiritual paths if you have practiced more than one path what are the commonalities you find in them and so on uh, not necessary that you have to answer all the questions you may have something to share maybe one question you want to take and talk about even if you want to speak just one line go ahead so i am inviting any one of you to share on this Hey, hey, Mooney. Hey, so, Raham. So I, thank you. I know it can be hard to get the ball rolling, so I'll, I'll, I'll jump in right away here. So I was very surprised to find a feeling of commonality between, um, you know, when I was very young. I'm like almost sixty now. I'm eighteen. I first, I came from atheism and became like a born again Christian. I don't know how familiar folks are with you, but it, it, with that, in the, in the, but it's a devotional, essentially just a completely devotional path, and uh, with no, a very anti-intellectual actually, and um, but the the thing, so the commonality was the idea, just this complete trust um, that Jesus, you know. loved you and loved mankind and that everything that happened was perfect that if something you know I broke my leg whatever happened it was perfect whatever circumstances happened they were perfect and uh the lightness there was was uh uh when when I was in that path was just uh was wonderful that you know it wasn't it wasn't my burden um you know there there are lots of phrases in the bible like that you know take my yoke upon you and learn from me because my uh yoke is light my burden easy meaning like uh yeah so you were and so similar again to arjuna also your um uh the outcome isn't yours you're just god gives you something to do and you don't care about the results you're just totally obedient So um I think those those elements of in a funny way anti-intellectual just absolute faith yeah I ended up coming to the same um kind of daily practice point that I am now in in the path of knowledge um it feels so much deeper now because I know the reason 
<laughs> I, I, I know, I know from my own experience and logic and the other one I kind of drifted off and faded away from because there wasn't that, I guess, because there wasn't that basis. That's too much to think about. I'll, I'll leave it there. But so I was surprised, um, early in the path of knowledge to have these feelings that I hadn't had for like 30, 40 years of this kind of lightness of not, not worrying about what happened, not, not owning, you know, my, my, um, actions or, and being concerned with outcomes. So I, I, th- I think that's interesting that a fundamentalist and an intellectual path can have the same um, experiential element and results as the path of knowledge. Thank you so much, Graham. And thank you for uh, initiating getting the ball rolling. Uh, yes, that was beautiful. Uh, as you rightly said that on the in Christianity, what you have followed is being in love with Jesus and Whatever he will do is right. So whatever will turn out will be fine. And there one does out of love or uh, what is taught. And then on path of knowledge, the same thing, isn't it? Acceptance. But here you know that through the understanding where the intellect also accepts it uh, at a particular point of time. So that is really common. Thank you. So... Who else would uh, like to share on this, talk about? What do you find common in different spiritual paths? And if any one of you... Yes, Sanjay. Yeah. Uh, I had been practicing Vipashana. And uh, in that, what we call as illusion is referred as anitya. That which is always changing. This is what is what I found common between path of knowledge and vipassana. This is what I can share. Okay, thank you. So you are saying uh, there they say that the world is anitya and here we are saying the world is an illusion. That is what is common on both the paths, right? Yes, yes. Okay, okay. Yes, thank you. So we've found two things. One, that there is acceptance of whatever will happen will be fine on in Christianity and we find on path of knowledge. And what Sanjay has shared is the illusion and the anitya from the path of Vipassana. Anything else anyone would like to share or any other question you would like to take from here? Is goal of all the paths the same? Hi, Muni. Hi, Madhavi. Yeah. So, the basic difference uh, I feel uh, between path of knowledge and other paths, uh, like other paths, I would like to mention that Kriya, uh, Kundalini path, as well as, uh, like you take any other path. The basic difference I feel is, uh, in other paths, actually, we are, we are dealing with the body-mind mechanism. Right. And uh, path of knowledge totally. I think it is. My voice is echoing. No, we can hear you clearly. Yeah. So then that is the basic I mean, major difference I feel between these two paths. So then again, it, if it comes to kriya path, 
our kriya kundalini path uh, here we are activating our uh, we are we are working through our chakras we are activating uh, our chakras and uh, we have some goal you know uh, reaching like attaining samadhi or uh, uh, we have we have been working with some goal uh, which we are not having in the path of knowledge it's as it is a pathless path so these are the basic differences uh, i feel okay thanks for sharing that so what you have shared are the differences one as you said on the kriya there is we are dealing with the body mind mechanism working on it and path of knowledge yeah. is a pathless path yes yes okay okay anything that you found common between them uh common is like you know uh, all the paths they are uh, in search of truth you know finally the ultimate truth actually we are finding we are trying to find out what is the ultimate truth right so yeah so this is a yes. common thing i feel yes yes absolutely that makes sense thank you madhvi okay anyone else wants to add on to what has been shared or share something else okay so i will go and maybe you know you can add even after me to get the conversation going so as already what uh, graham sanjay and madhavi have shared uh, makes a lot of sense about you know what is common and what are the differences over here so for me you know when i looked at this question um i think uh, one of the things which is very common in all the different spiritual paths is that they are eventually talking about coming in acceptance and exactly what uh, graham also mentioned so in any of the paths the goal is that you accept what is whether you come to it directly through surrender whether you come to it through path of knowledge and your intellect drops down whether you do it through kriya yoga technique or any other meditation practice that is the goal and that also takes uh, talks about answers the other question which is that uh, is goal of all paths the same yes the goal of all the paths is the same while we may give it different names for example in path of knowledge we say it is the removal of ignorance on uh, kriya yoga we say it is samadhi or any of the yoga paths we say samadhi is the goal in path of devotion we say surrender is the goal so the names may be different but actually the goal of all the paths is the same and the goal is acceptance accepting what is so where your mind can come to this complete acceptance and all the questions get dissolved and it just is what is it does not retaliate whether the situations are good bad happy sad whatever is going on it's like something in there is absolutely at peace with what all is happening uh, another thing that i find uh, common between uh, different spiritual paths is that you have a guru the guru is the common thing uh, in all the paths you would have a guru whether it is path of knowledge whether it is uh, bhakti marg yog marg so and 
your relationship with the guru is very important are you in love with your guru or not do you have that trust one is trust and then there is this love which only you know and when you fall in love with the guru then the progress happens very fast then you move like on a very fast speed i'm sure uh, many of you must have noticed this already uh, and then your love for that particular path itself so actually you know whether it is love for the guru and also love for the path for the practice whatever that practice is so even on path of knowledge uh, how much you are willing how much you are interested in listening to all the videos making the notes contemplating on them that's very important right because the path is here what that um, you listen you contemplate and then you abide so are you interested in all of that listening and then contemplating in kriya yoga the discipline of doing those breathing practices that are taught to you in the path of devotion initially what is taught is uh, here like uh, uh, in the hinduism or you can say mostly the path of devotion starts with a mantra which is given of that particular deity and then you have to repeat those mantras for a period of time so are you interested in that are you in love with that practice that is something very very common again i'm sure there will be many things but i am only talking about two of them over here um and in both kriya yoga and path of knowledge the two paths that i have practiced uh, yes these are the commonalities that i would talk about the desire and the sincerity uh, and the love for the path and love for the guru and i could find both these things in both my paths so even when i was doing kriya yoga i was in love with my guru and i was in love with the practice and same on path of knowledge and there's another difference also i want to share uh, between path of knowledge and kriya yoga okay uh, now we've all seen suspense movies right we watch these thrillers have you seen that uh, there is one kind of a suspense movie where there is a murder and we don't know who is the murderer okay so the whole movie we are watching to find out who is the murderer and only in the end we find out oh this was the murderer correct and then there is another kind of uh, suspense thriller where you know who is the murderer right in the beginning okay and then what you do is you just watch the movie to find out how will this murderer be discovered you see and both of the movies are very interesting and i think kriya yoga is the first kind of suspense movie where you don't know who is the murderer so you do all your sadhana all your practices and in the end you find oh i was the murderer it was i right and on path of knowledge you have this knowledge from the beginning that i am that you are that now you have to find out how is this true for you how does that become your own experience okay so that is what i would say is the difference between both the paths okay madhuri is asking uh, may i yes madhuri please go ahead share kijiye english hindi whatever language works for you thank you graham namaste all namaste munivi namaste madhuri 
Yes, thanks for giving me opportunity and you have explained very important things just now. You told that uh, in other part, we are actually the dis getting what we are searching is at the end. And uh, uh, while walking on the path, we are not knowing what we are going to discover. Only we have to find uh, follow the discipline of that path. That is very nice. I love it. And uh, on Gyanmarg, we are given that you are that. Um, we are uh, given all knowledge and uh, we have to abide by just abiding with that. And it depends upon, it depends upon the, our ignorance and uh, illusory, illusory habits also and the intellect. Uh, that uh, uh, when it will come to uh, just we will come come to the, that knowledge or the, that we will be establishing ourselves in that knowledge that depends upon the uh, just the practice or sometimes we also call the uh, it is the um, past practice of the seeker it depends but yes it is very nice and uh, before coming to Gyanmar uh, I I was not uh, particularly on any path but yes I had gone through some of the prayer practices in the church because uh, my one of my very close friend was she was studying with me and so, so I used to go with her and there I find that uh, the with the dedication uh, they are just praying that uh, that was very powerful, I find there, that uh, in the puja and other things, we are having the, some kind of fear also that it, uh, if we will practice the, we will go for the wrong practice, then something wrong will be happen, wrong will happen to me. That fear was there. But in the prayer, that was the, just it is the pure hearted uh, offering and the surrendering to the, in the name of the Jesus or the God. And that I love it because from the beginning I was in the missionary colleges and so it was very in touch with me. Uh, but yes, I was not knowing that there is any, whether there is any path or not. But it was very so simple that at anywhere I can practice it. So uh, it was all, it is all clear after reading that also the uh, Yogi Kathamrit when I go gone through it. Then it was I found many similarities and commonalities between them. So I think that the one thing is common all on all path that it is the search of true self of myself itself. And on coming with on coming to the Gyanmark, I just that there was before that it was two me and someone else that is supreme power or Lord, and that union I felt on this path. That is, that I am just uh, feeling that, yes. And it can happen just by contemplating. I, can't, I couldn't believe that just how can it be take place by just uh, knowing that what is actually the truth and the change starts happening. That is my experience. Thank you. Thank you so much, Madhuri. Thank you for that. That was beautiful. Like... Um how you have been again on the you know being part of the church doing those prayers understanding and as you said you read the, that book and now coming on the path of knowledge 
so uh, i think what helps is when you have been on different paths and then when you come to this particular understanding you actually realize that all oh, there is so much common while they look very different all the paths and even paths when we say that's an illusory term isn't it all of them are pathless paths because you are always there it's just that uh, you don't know and therefore it is required that you walk on a particular path and then realize that you were always there and all of them are equally important it's also not uh, uh, it is actually ignorance if one says that this path is better than that right so thank you for that yes thank you so i will now take on the uh, other questions पाडवेकर ने पूछा है रात्रि भोजन सूर्यास्त के बाद भोजन पर विविध आध्यात्मिक मार्गों पर क्या निर्देशन है सो पाडवेकर जैसे हम जानते हैं कि ज्ञान मार्ग पर कोई भी निर्देशन नहीं है ज्ञान मार्ग पर बहुत सीधा निर्देश यही है कि आप चेतना में रहिए और आप देखिए कि आपको कौन सा किस तरह से भोजन आपके शरीर को सूट कर रहा है आपकी बॉडी को सूट कर रहा है और अगर आपको ऐसा लगता है कि आप शाम में खाते हैं रात में खाते हैं जिससे आपको अच्छा नहीं लगता आप अगर चेतना में रहते हैं तो आपको अपने आप पता पड़ता है कि मुझे अब नहीं खाना चाहिए या अगर आप रात में भी खा रहे हैं और आपको ठीक लग रहा है आपका शरीर सही है आपको कोई दिक्कत नहीं आ रही है तो उसमें कोई भी दिक्कत नहीं है तो ये हुआ हमारा ज्ञान मार्ग में जहाँ पे कोई भी निर्देशन नहीं है कोई भी निर्देश नहीं है चेतना में रहने के अलावा लेकिन अगर हम जैसे कुछ योग मार्गों में आते हैं आ, तो वहाँ पर अलग अलग प्रैक्टिसेस दी गई हैं और ऐसा बोला जाता है कि सूर्यास्त के बाद खाना खाना से पेट भारी रहता है और ज़्यादातर जितने भी योग के मार्ग हैं आप देखेंगे उन सब में आपको ब्रह्म मुहूर्त में उठकर अपनी जो भी क्रिया प्रैक्टिस है वो करनी होती है तो ब्रह्म मुहूर्त का मतलब है आप साढ़े तीन चार पाँच के टाइम पर उठेंगे और उस समय में अगर आपने रात में लेट खान भोजन किया है या और कुछ भारी खाया है तो फिर उससे दिक्कत आती है कुछ ऐसे भी मार्ग हैं खैर वो बहुत स्पेसिफिक होते हैं स्पेसिफिक लोगों के लिए होते हैं जहाँ पर सिर्फ दिन में एक ही बार भोजन करना होता है जैसे कि मैंने शायद पहले भी एक बार बताया था स्वामी रामा की एक जो उनके गुरु ने उनको निर्देश दिया था उनको एक गुफा में जाके नौ महीने एक प्रैक्टिस करनी थी तो उनको सिर्फ एक ही समय अलाउड था और वो भी इन्होंने गुरु ने बोला था कि बस तुमको बहुत ही सिंपल सा एक भोजन करना है बाकी पूरा टाइम मतलब उसमें उनको सोना भी अलाउड नहीं था तो उनको पूरा टाइम वो प्रैक्टिस ही करनी थी तो मैं तो इन्हीं के बारे में जानती हूँ मुझे बाकी मालूम जैनिज़म में तो बोलते ही हैं एक्चुअली नॉट ईटिंग आफ्टर सनसेट इज़ अ वेरी कॉमन प्रैक्टिस दैट इज़ एसोसिएटेड विद जैन्स और जैनिज़म इनफैक्ट व्हेन आई डिसाइडेड टू हैव माय डिनर अर्ली बिकॉज आई वाज फाइंडिंग दैट माय क्रिया प्रैक्टिस और माई क्रिया ब्रेथ वुड नॉट बी वेरी लॉन्ग एंड इट वुड नॉट बी डीप इफ आई हैड ईटन लेट इन द नाइट and when i would tell somebody that i eat early suppose i have gone to somebody's house and i would eat early they would associate that with jainism they would think oh are you following jainism so because that is a very strong connection between this 
also it is uh, seen that when we eat after sunset actually the fire in the body okay because the sun is directly uh, creating that fire and there is more body heat because of which the digestion is very simpler and easier if you eat when the sun is up there and after the sunset the whole metabolism slows down and that's why it becomes difficult so it is advised at the same time i can share uh, with you all and i think i have done that earlier as well that let's say sometimes it does happen that you would eat late in the night or you would feel a little heavy in case that happens what you have to do you have to close your left nostril a very very simple and effective exercise aapko kya karna hai apni bai nasika ko band kar lijiye okay apne left hand ke left thumb se using your uh, left hand the left thumb just close your left nostril and take 21 breaths with the right nostril only 21 just count and you don't have to change your breath you don't have to try to deepen them long short nothing just take 21 breaths from the right nostril after that you close your right nostril with the right thumb and through the left nostril take 21 breaths again close the left nostril and take seven breaths from the right nostril that's all that you need to do and you will see that your whole metabolism will go faster and the food will get digested you will burp or uh, sometimes in the first 21 uh, breaths which you are taking through the right nostril you will possibly burp and you will feel that the food has settled down you can do this practice even if you don't remember this whole of the thing of 21 21 and 7 just breathe through the right nostril until you burp and that's it that's all that you need to do but it's not something you need to do every day okay i'm just sharing this once in a while it happens that uh, you may have a heavy uh, stomach and you can digest it but it's always a good practice especially for seekers if you can manage uh, to eat during uh, when the sun is up there and to eat earlier in the day rather than uh, late in the night okay madhuri uh, ne pucha hai swami yogi aur muni shabdon ke prayog alag alag kin arthon mein kiye gaye hain मैं इसका इंग्लिश में आंसर करूंगी माधुरी तो लेट मी जस्ट ट्रांसलेट दैट इनटू इंग्लिश व्हाट इज द डिफरेंस बिटवीन स्वामी योगी एंड मुनी एंड हाउ आर दीज वर्ड्स यूज्ड सेपरेटली और यू नो व्हाट आर द मीनिंग्स गिवन टू देम सो गुड क्वेश्चन हियर एक्चुअली दे ऑल ऑफ दीज आर ऑल्सो यूज सिनोनिमसली इनको कभी कभी एक ही बोलने के लिए भी अलग अलग किया मतलब किया जाता है अलग अलग शब्द भी हम बोल सकते हैं कि ये पर्यायवासी शब्द हैं बहुत ज़्यादा डिफ्रेंसीशन नहीं है और ओवरलैपिंग भी हैं दे आर आल्सो ओवरलैपिंग देर इज़ नॉट टू मच डिफरेंस बिटवीन देम एट द सेम टाइम देर इज सम बेसिक डिफरेंस सो लेट्स स्टार्ट विद मुनी फर्स्ट ओके मुनी कम्स फ्रॉम द वर्ड मॉन मॉन मीन्स साइलेंस सो द वन हु हैज़ नोन साइलेंस इज मुनी the one who has understood and known silence okay 
Also, sometimes Muni is used for someone who is still on the path, who has not uh, perfected or achieved ultimately, who is still on the path but has known silence. Okay. Uh, when we use the word yogi, yogi is used for someone who realizes the self through the discipline. Okay, uh, through the discipline, like following the path of discipline and who has control over the senses. So like uh, even when in Vigyan Bhairav Tantra, I had talked about the difference between yoga and Tantra. And what is yoga? Yoga is the control, uh, the discipline, like control over the breath. So a yogi would be able to even stop the breath for some time or maybe uh, not breathe for a few minutes, or maybe even breathe, not breathe for days together, like we have heard of stories of yogis who are found in the caves or who are buried uh, underground. So they know how to stop that breath or they have some control over their senses through which they are not dependent on the normal things which most of us are. Um, and that they do through the path of discipline. So that is generally used over uh, yogis. Then when we talk about uh, Swami, Swami is the one, uh, again Swami is from Swam, one who knows himself and resides in oneself, the one who is the owner of oneself okay, and uh, remaining in their own power. So that is supposed to be a Swami. Sometimes the word Swami is also used for the one who is on the path of renunciation or who has taken sannyas. But that is, again, as I said, you know, there can be different meanings to it. But I prefer to call Swami someone who resides in one's own self. Along with that, there is another term that we use, uh, Madhuri, which is Siddhas. You must have heard about that also. Now, Siddhas are those who have acquired Siddhis or powers and who can bend the rules and the laws of the world. And why? You no, know, because you have asked this question about Muni, Yogi and Swami. I am also talking about Siddhas because in my uh, understanding, a Swami may not be a Siddha and a Siddha may not be a Swami. Okay, now let's understand this better. Like as I said, Swami is the one who knows himself. Uh, but it is not necessary that this Swami has done those practices through which he has acquired those powers. The powers which allow him or which, we, which give him that ability to change the illusion or uh, bend the illusion. And a Siddha can be someone who, who has done practices to actually uh, bend the illusion. They have Siddhis, but that Siddha may still not know who he or she is, may not be residing in the self. At the same time, there can be a Swami who is also a Siddha and a Siddha who is also a Swami. So uh, I don't know if I have confused all of you about all of this. I'm just trying to uh, differentiate. And I'll give you an example. Again, you know, I like to pick stories from Swami Rama's life. 
uh, and you know suddenly this story came to my mind that uh, see we call him Swami Rama so he's a Swami but he was also a yogi and a Siddh so we will take all of these for him and once what happened is um, one of his disciples uh, she wanted to make grape juice for him she had you know grown a vine in her backyard and Swami Ram was uh, visiting her and so she plucked all these grapes uh, from the vine and then hand pressed she pressed those grapes in a muslin cloth so the juice would come out and she spent a lot of time first going picking the fresh grapes and then taking out this juice but what happened after all this effort she found that as many grapes that were growing on that particular vine she could only extract half a glass of juice for him but anyways so she took that half a glass of juice for him and but her you know face was a little sad so Swami Rama looked at her and he understood so he just smiled and what he did like when she was holding that glass uh, he just put his hand on top of the glass okay and uh, closed his eyes and within a few seconds that and both of them, uh, this girl saw that the glass of juice became full. It was just half a glass and it became full uh, glass of grape juice. And that brought a smile to her face. And he also just smiled and then he drank that particular juice. So see, now what is this? This is, this only a yogi and a siddha can do. Right. Can we make half a glass, you know, full of juice from half a glass? So there is a power that he has, which he was demonstrating this over there so siddhas are someone now can there be someone who has these kind of powers and yet may not be a swami yet may not know oneself absolutely yes again i will share a story from swami rama's book living with himalayan masters where swami rama himself has shared that um, you know whenever he used to get upset with his guru and he used to think his guru was not teaching him enough he was not giving him the knowledge he would just wander around Rome and in Himalayas, you know, he would find all kinds of people. So once he found someone and who said that he can transport anything from anywhere. Uh, so he used to ask Swami Rama that, okay, you know, what food would you like to have today? Tell me. So uh, I think I'm not remembering the exact details, but there was very one of the very favorite hotels of Swami Ram in Delhi or in London. I'm not remembering that right now. So he said, okay, I like that particular dish from that particular hotel. And that man said, okay. And he just closed his eyes and did something. And on his hand came a plate of the food exactly the way it was made in that hotel. He had actually, uh, you know, teleported that food from that hotel and brought it for Swami Rama. And Swami Rama had that food. And uh, he knew it was exactly, yes, from that hotel only. So he was obviously very impressed with uh, this particular feat and then you know the news spread and uh, so people started coming. There was another man who came and he said okay I am going to believe you I work for this uh, sewing machine company and there is this very there is only this one sewing machine like that which is there in my uh, office. If you can teleport that sewing machine here then I am going to believe you okay and the man said okay. Uh, this particular uh, Siddh. So he did something and within a few minutes that particular sewing machine was there in the Himalayas. And that man of course was completely amazed. Ki, how did this happen? 
and at that moment itself what happened swami rama's uh, guru came over because he had also heard these stories and swami rama's guru when he looked at him uh, you know the man who was teleporting these things over there uh, looked at him he suddenly felt that all his power was gone all his siddhi was gone and then this man who had called for the sewing machine told him now please send it back to my office okay because it is under my supervision so please send it back and the man when he started to send it back he realized he had lost all power and he could not send it back so just to cut the long story short of course this man took the sewing machine all the way back to his office and then it was uh, they thought that he had definitely uh, you know he had made a theft he had stolen the machine and he was thrown out of the job nobody would believe him that somebody one guy in the himalayas had teleported it and that other person also lost his powers and if he lost his powers that means he was not a swami he had just done some practices to acquire a particular siddhi so uh, you know there can be many overlaps there can be differences and there are some commonalities so we don't have to worry about them but yes it is good to have a conversation so that's why uh, good to ask this question and answer it as well madhuri i hope you got your answer here okay graham is asking did he pay the hotel for the food i don't think he did that graham he just got it yeah i know okay madhavi is saying please put light on avadhoot avadhoot i think avadhoot would be something more technical are they those who have uh, gone beyond even the like i think avadhoots are supposed to be the highest ones no i don't think i am really getting the right uh, way of explaining the avadhoots madhavi i will have to look it up and if somebody else has this answer please you can share that meanwhile i'll go to the next question of madhavi uh, yeah she had shared this with me she had asked me and i asked her to uh, ask in the group anybody wants to share something sorry if i missed that So Kriya Yoga Bhagavad Gita me bar bar prashansit vastavik agni hotra hai. So I'm not reading the whole thing, Madhuri. Uh, those who can read Hindi can read that, and let me just translate that for those uh, in English. Basically, what the question she's asking is that in Kriya Yoga again and again there is a question about there is a mention of agni hotra, or you can say uh, fire. Uh, what is hotra? basically you know the fire ceremony i would call it uh, so it is actually very symbolic okay and when we talk about a fire ceremony if you see all the yagyas and the havans which are prescribed in the vedas which people do that is one of the simplest or the beginning phase of doing a fire ceremony so let's first understand what is fire and the beauty of fire is that first it defies the law of gravity you know that is one element it does not follow the laws of gravity so everything is coming from up to down the natural flow is downwards it is only the fire in which the natural flow is upwards 
that is one beautiful thing about fire uh, second is that it goes from visible to invisible like we can see the fire uh, and it is we know it is very hot it has a lot of heat there and then even where you can where you see the end of the flame but if you put your finger above that flame where you do not see the flame your finger will burn so the fire has this capability of going from the visible to the invisible okay this is the second quality of fire and the third quality of fire is that whatever is put in the fire is purified if you see it's a very strong purifier we use fire for purification process and in the same context here agni hotra or fire ceremony is used uh, in the path of knowledge we can say knowledge is the fire in which the ignorance is destroyed and that is how you are purified you see in the fire of knowledge ignorance is destroyed isn't it and that is what he has mentioned over here apratim ishwar ke liye advishth advaitvad ke agni kund mein advaitvad ke agni kund so the fire of non duality you burn uh, the manviya abhilashaon ki ahuti kar deta hai matlab the human desires are purified over there in the kriya yoga tradition when you take a particular breath Uh, the breath is taken there is a heat which is generated through which your sushumna nadi so there are three nadis ida pingla and sushumna which are the main nadis and the process of kriya yoga is all about activating your sushumna nadi and when the sushumna nadi is activated in that nadi in the and this nadi is in the astral body and in that astral body all your sanskaras all uh, your impressions are very strongly stored and when the breath goes through the sushumna nadi then those sanskaras those patterns which you have carried uh, over a period of time they get destroyed over there what is the meaning of destruction we also call it a burnt rope that now they will not they are there but they will not bother you they will not have any impact on you anymore that is the purpose of the fire ceremony so what the havan is done outside you know like we do the fire ceremonies in any of the religious rituals it's it's just symbolic the real thing is either what you do, do through kriya yoga or what you are doing over here through in the fire of knowledge in the fire of wisdom when all your ignorance is destroyed that is the meaning of uh, fire ceremony or agni hotra I hope that answers your question. Okay, Graham is saying fire. One flame can be shared to infinite people without diminishing. And is the last fire light the same as the first? Okay, let me read it again. Fire. One flame can be shared to infinite people without diminishing. you mean in sharing with infinite people that they are able to see it is that what you mean graham sorry can you unmute and talk about oh, it yeah oh sure 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 so like if i had some water and i wanted to share it with people every time i gave them a little water i would the uh, i would be losing water 
but if I have a, a fire and I give them some fire, um, they don't. I, I my flame doesn't diminish, right? So if they have a candle, if everyone has a candle and I pass my my flame to them, my flame doesn't get smaller. Oh. That that isn't okay. that isn't true of water or you know bread or something else I'd share with people. Okay, got it. Yes. But at the same time, Graham, like whatever the candle or uh, you're using, let's say, a lamp. So in the lamp, there would be oil. They would have a little energy oh, that will diminish, right? That's a, <laughs> Yeah, you're talking about physics, but I'm talking yeah, about... Yeah, got it. Yes, yeah. yes. No, absolutely. Yeah. Just for yeah. the sake of... There's a different kind of magic. Yes. But, but actually, I, I also wanted to... Um, I was a little bit related to this. I was thinking about... Um, the similarity, um, another interesting similarity between different paths, and that's that there's, um, when someone is realized, there's some kind of feeling to, to share it. I mean, maybe, you know, in Christianity, it's very aggressive proselytization or spreading, right? Um, um, so I'm thinking like the flame, but, but it's so very, but, but even in, um, the path of knowledge, you know, Guruji has uh, felt compelled to put in all this effort to create this, you know, wonderful website that's available to everyone on the planet. And um, I think that that's interesting because, uh, and the question I want to raise is, so we, we say the infinite is without quality, that the absolute is without quality. Um, and I think that's obviously true. But when... Uh, an uh, individual body-mind has some experience of it across all these different paths. Mm, there's some kind of uh, compassion, some kind of uh, feeling of wanting to share, and some kind of grace. So, so I, I'm always tempted to say, and I think Guruji has said this, that the infinite may have one quality, of this kind of, ex love might be too strong a name to give to it, but the expansiveness, sharing, grace, that the, that the absolute might have this kind of quality because we see in all the paths that all realized beings, well, <laughs> that many realized beings, and in all paths there are realized beings who, who share. That's what I want to say, and that maybe that reflects the quality of the uh, Yeah, absolutely, yes. Because there is this thing about sharing, whatever path you are on. And the sharing comes uh, from that love which is overflowing, from that understanding and um, the realization, right? So, uh, and on all the paths you see that there is this thing about sharing it with others. I think that is what you were mentioning, Graham. It, yeah, exactly. It, yeah. Yes, that is something which is common as well. Yes, good point there. So what we find then is that there is actually, if you come to it, why would you even want to share out of love? So as earlier, what I was saying, you are in love with the guru, you are in love with the practice. And now again, you are in love about sharing it with others, right? So the common thing is love and then you come to love all the way. It's all about love eventually. 
but not the love the way we understand love love but the unconditional love which is not demanding which just comes so naturally from just being who you are hi muni hi hi satya uh uh yeah so i you know now today i don't mean today in the sense today hmm. you know after coming to advaita uh, vedanta or path of knowledge i i see advaita in everything whether it is bhakti or uh, you know um, uh, everything has it is because we were not in this path we could not see it now after coming to the path you take anything uh, you see only uh, you know path of knowledge um, and recently uh, i listened to one of sarvapriyananda's uh, you know uh, video uh, he says uh, yoga ashtanga yoga and uh, path of knowledge are no different it's just ascending and descending order you know uh, he said uh, uh, in ashtanga yoga has yama niyama asana pranayam dharan uh, the order you see pratyahara dharana dhyana and uh, samadhi so samadhi is the highest state right in path of knowledge also it is whatever whether in meditation meditation or uh, uh, you know sahaja samadhi that is the state so to to get there one should have um, dhyana one should do dhyana whether open eye or closed closed eye and then to get there to to meditate one needs focus dharana uh, for dharana one needs pratyahara withdrawal of senses and uh, uh, then uh, that person needs to get there one needs um, one needs to calm their mind that is pranayam and for that one needs to do physical uh, asanas and then uh, to get there one needs discipline that is yama niyama so it's all the same okay and bhakti also i think bhakti is mainly love and surrender see in uh, part of knowledge also one needs love and surrender otherwise no one can get there right and uh, it is all about whatever shlokas or whatever saw, you know uh, bhakti um, literature it's all poetic once it's one's creativity i see even in bhakti in these shlokas and all i see a lot of uh, advaita you know today it's amazing today i found that dakshinamurti stotram is also uh, advaita it's about the guru you if you read you will know it's completely advaita so every path is the same ultimately every path is the same you know that is where i have arrived up today that is beautiful satya and what you are saying is absolutely right this is what it is it is non duality all the way all the way advait yeah, and all yeah. of us are already there uh, you know uh, yeah. and and what you shared was something beautiful you know because even on bhakti whether and and what you talked about the ascending and the descending order that is how it is see on the path of knowledge yeah. you are first given the knowledge and then you do you know what what is the step for right then you do the other things yeah. on the other paths you are doing all of those steps first and then arriving at this yeah yeah so, see if you notice that uh, those who have come to path of knowledge they are they have uh, come all the way through this without their own knowledge you know 
some people have done all the i mean uh, finished uh, all the parts but some people come straight away but they don't know they might have had it as a lifestyle you see correct correct absolutely that is how they get there yes yes you are right some of them come straight away but at the same time whatever yeah, life has be, taught them and they just get there without yeah that could be uh, from their previous birth also previous samskaras absolutely absolutely so you know like uh, when we talk about uh, king janaka that he got it but then we don't know what is the story before that isn't it we his story yeah, begins yeah. from there when he got the knowledge that is where we know it from but we don't know what no, all has he, he done before no when he got the knowledge also he was not very young yes yes he got absolutely. the knowledge from ashtavakra hmm. you see he wasn't young so he had a long path long journey absolutely he had time to get there hmm. and then when we hear of other yogis so we know that okay you know their story from their birth onwards for example if i talk about paramhansa yogananda when you read his autobiography yeah. it starts from the beginning so you know all the effort that he made and then when he realized yeah. right so it looks oh he made yeah. so much of yeah. effort and janak got it in like you know one moment but suppose if we would start yeah. the autobiography of a yogi from the point where paramhansa yogananda got realized and nobody else would know you know what happened before then it would look like as if he got it in just one moment so that is what That's that happens right. yeah i remember shriam was uh, giving an interview that he said mentioned about ramana maharishi hmm. you know don't think ramana maharishi got it just like that he was a you know he was a prodigy and suddenly one day he got it he had done all his work in the previous birth you know only this was left correct correct absolutely so that is how yeah. and we can understand that now yeah uh, another thing that i find is uh, that actually all the paths are pathless paths you know we say path of knowledge exactly. is a pathless path but all of them are pathless paths all the paths are illusory only because you are exactly. always there already exactly. and uh, you know i was uh, listening to one of these stories which just stuck me i just loved it from osho in one of the lectures he was sharing maybe many of you may have heard this story so he says uh, uh, there is this man okay he got drunk he was sitting at his home and he got drunk and when he got drunk he felt that he was not at home so he started telling his family members take me home i want to go home and they would say man you are already at home he says no 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 i am not at home please take me home take me to my home and he started creating a ruckus so the family got really disturbed now what to do with this guy he's already at home and he's not understanding only and as in all these stories a wise man comes along right so somebody just dropped by he said okay what is happening around they said oh you know this man he's got drunk and he's saying take me home and is creating such a ruckus he's not understanding that he is already home so that wise man said don't worry leave it to him leave him to me then he went to him and he said come i am going to take you home you want to go home i will take you so he said yes this is the right man he understands me see he says see i'm not at home take me to my home he said yes you are not at home i am going to take you to your home so he takes his hand and then you know they live in this big house and this is an old story of course so he puts him in a bullock cart and make you know he starts moving that bullock cart in around the house only 
and the man is saying okay now you know you are a good man you are taking me home and he said yes yes this is how how soon are we going to reach home very soon very soon this man is telling him very soon you will be home very soon and the whole night he kept on moving him around in the bullock cart by the time the morning came of course you know uh, he was sober again and he said okay i have reached home he said see he said you are such a good man you brought me home nobody else was bringing me home <laughs> so you see that is the state of all of us <laughs> yeah that's right sounds like uh, um, you know the indian uh, taxi and the auto guys when they see the foreigners they go round and round the same place <laughs> <laughs> no but this is a guru right this is what the guru is doing with you we are drunk with maya we yeah, are drunk with exactly. ignorance <laughs> and we say yeah, oh yeah. i have to realize i have to realize and the guru says yes do kriya morning evening so many times and guru ji will say okay listen to the videos do this do that and i am going to take you there <laughs> while you were always there yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah every religion also has the same thing like sufi in islam and uh, i i came to know that uh, in christianity a course in miracles is all advaita only there's a book Uh, a course in miracles graham might know uh, that is full advaita only it seems so see uh, i am i am really uh, you know amazed uh, by kavali songs and all uh, everything every everything every part is the same actually speaking absolutely absolutely it is the same so uh, the differences are only minor to suit different tastes that's all but it's all just exactly. the same thing it's the same thing yeah that is that is what you realize and it feels so nice when you understand that at the same time uh when you don't know and you are still on the journey it makes sense to take on one path whatever works for you whether bullock cart works for you and that again the wise man would know right your guru knows what is good for you should you be put in a bullock cart or a cycle or a car and that's all that that's the vehicle that's the only difference there so the name which has been given to that vehicle and the structure of the vehicle the rest everything is the same it's a nice story mummy <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know i think all the nice stories uh, that at least i know of they've all i've heard from osho's talks He i know just, you i hear the, uh, you know you tell from osho's yes yes <laughs> you always uh, because he has given such apt stories to make a point you know i think for everything yeah, one exactly. he has a story and second he has this mulla nasrudin yeah mulla nasrudin jokes to share yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Stories are great way to reach to people, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. So uh, you know, I was listening uh, to one of the things, uh, and that made a lot of sense. It said that uh, the highest wisdom nobody needs to tell you. Okay, uh, it just is given to you intuitively. Okay, so but very few people are capable who can understand it intuitively directly. and what we call as shruti in hindi right shruti that you have heard the wisdom just drops into you uh, then there is a second level where you cannot get into that you cannot get into that state where the wisdom can directly come into you 
so there is smriti so the ones who know they make a note of it and that is where you know all the shastras come in and through those it is shared with you uh, the smriti which is told to you and after that there is then the next level comes in uh, where even that knowledge does not make sense to you directly okay uh, while the smriti is there and it is written down in the scripture but the scriptures are so cryptic that you cannot get them and because you cannot get them then comes the puranas and that is the story form so for every uh, piece of wisdom a story is made around it right a story is created because through stories it becomes very much easy to understand that particular knowledge and if you understand the wisdom in the story that is the purpose but sometimes what happens is uh, people mostly get involved in the story forgetting what was the message in the story like for example whether we talk about our ramayan mahabharat the idea is not about who all they were and what were they doing uh, or even you know the ram leela that we do or the krishna leela but what were the messages the messages came first the wisdom came first and the story was built around it just to make it simpler for you um so i i think that makes a lot of sense to me that yes uh, for us easiest way to understand is through the stories because it also gives you the But same wisdom each one will understand uh, you know according to their uh, according to the level where they are same story one story each one will understand differently isn't it yes absolutely you are right on that that also you know uh, what is your understanding what is your level as you said that is how they will interpret it any other questions anyone has or anybody wants to share something okay looks like that's it so thank you everyone for joining in i hope you got something from this session and you enjoyed and in any case it helped us to be together and to be charged in each other's energy so thank you so much stay safe stay in acceptance stay in love keep walking on your spiritual path and we will meet again next thursday thank you